Hey, this is Kip Winger, and you're talking rock with Dave and Shane. Kip Winger joining us, man. This is really cool. Uh, Proud Desperado is the first single off the album Seven, uh, coming out May 5th, a 12 track album produced uh, by yourself, Kip Winger. Uh, recorded in Nashville, Music City, distributed worldwide by the Great Frontier Records. And this is the band's first new release since 2014's uh, Better Days Coming. And you guys are celebrating 35 years, man. Uh, what a way to celebrate. Yeah, yeah. It's our 35th anniversary of the first album, 30th anniversary of Pull, and uh, new album. So, big year. How does it feel, man? I mean, 35. does it feel like 35 years? Does it feel like kind of yesterday things started out or... You guys are just, you've been going ever Did since. When really. I woke up this morning. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Where are you at? Where'd you wake up? Where, where are you uh, coming to us uh, live I'm, from? I'm in Nashville. No, I'm just okay. kidding. It doesn't feel like it. It feels like, uh, I don't know where the time went, man. Just yesterday we were putting out the first album. So. Yeah. What's it like in that? What, um, Nashville is such a iconic place. You know, we always think sort of country music, but a lot of, Various artists have moved there in recent years. Uh, I know Neil Sean, I think, is there from Journey, some other folks, uh, the, the Hailstorm group. I mean, what is Nashville? Does it inspire you in the writing process? What's the recording like there? How does the environment uh, influence, if it does at all? Um, it doesn't. Nope. Not at all. I've been here nope. since 2002. It's just an easy place to live. It's a great place to fly out of. Tons of musicians here, great studios and stuff. But it doesn't inspire me personally more than well there's many places that inspire me more writing wise but um it's a it's an easy place to live and like i say great to tour out of um uh and for and until recently the cost of living was really low that's why people come here you know yeah but i it's not that way anymore i mean it's it's really exploded so it's 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 really a lot like it's very comparable to LA, to be honest with you, mm. price-wise. That's cool. Kind of strange. It's, it's you know, like there's a lot of very famous people that live here now, and there's a lot of people in the business, and you know, so it is a very thriving music scene. And for a lot of people, it is extremely uh, inspiring. And, you know, co-writing is huge here, um, and so the accessibility is very simple. Like. I just spent a few weeks in LA and it was, you know, it's three hours to drive anywhere. So yeah. <laughs> here you can get anywhere in 20 minutes, you know, and I think that's, that's appealing for people that are out and about all the time trying to, you know, write with all different people and go to studios, you know, all the studios are all in one little area. It's so, yeah, you know, it's all yeah. right. That's it cool, ain't man. Paris. Right. <laughs> yeah, true. Um, you know, from what we heard of the new record, it's it's amazing how, uh, I mean, the winger sound is, it, it, there's a classic sound, but it's also very modern too. Is that something, um, is, is that something you're looking for? You know, you're thinking about the sound and the tonality as you write, or is it just, you know, you're being yourself, you guys are who you are, and you know your sound and you just do what you do? Because it's, it's amazing that blend of, you know, timelessness, yet very modern at the same time. I appreciate that. I put some into the I put some effort into that definitely it's a very narrow window to to have a quote brand like uh this band I mean I don't think in terms of brands I've just had to I'm old school I'm like 70s guy so 
you know, in the seventies, they were still somewhat inventing the business. So you kind of keep pushing the envelope forward, but you can't really do that so much anymore. And you haven't been able to for years, but uh, you, you have to, you know, you, the, the, an, a winger album or a, any other album of a band like us has to have a certain ingredients that make the recipe to sound like the band. You know, you got to yeah. have this and this and this and this. And those are absolutes. And then you have to, within that, you have to figure out a way to make it sound new and make it sound inspired. Uh, you know, the thing is, man, is that... Um, if if you're inspired while you're writing something and it and it and it comes to you with genuine inspiration and it's not something that you're really just you know trying to do by rote usually it'll sound somewhat new because the yeah. inspiration is hitting you you know at that right then so um you know i take great care in trying to um what one of the main things that I do is I get down on tape exactly what's happening the second it happens. Mm. You know, a lot of people make demos of songs and then record them. I never do that because the second you come up with the idea is the second you should record it because that's the second that the inspiration hits and the very second you'll get that on tape and you'll never get it again. You can try, it, try and try, but yeah. you reproduce that initial spark. And so my whole process is is knowing how to capture the all of those sparks. This this album exemplifies that. I mean, but the process that Rev and I do is the same as we've done since day one. Drum machine, write a lick, go from there. Yeah, that's that in, that first inspiration. Um, there must be, you know, a, that must be a feeling that never gets old, right? Like you just, you get no. goosebumps or that yeah, hair, you know right? It's funny that you say that because it's, it's, I thrive on that, you know? Yeah. That's the closest to God you can be is when that those things just come in. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, where you're having a conversation with the universe in that very unique way yeah um, and when i say god i'm talking about you know something that's way more enormous for, that any of us could ever comprehend i'm not a religious person but right. um you know it's that infinite intelligence that you tap into you know yeah yeah totally is it um does technology now recording now make it easier to capture that first spark i mean i don't know if you need it like in the old days you had to be in a studio i mean you can have some form of a studio with you wherever you go i assume right or at least a computer program or something does that help uh so that there's less of a delay in getting something down on on recording does it make sense you know what i mean like i don't know or did yes. you have to wait for a producer back way back when have to wait for a producer have to wait for an engineer schedule some kind of recording or demo or at least have better quality demo. Yeah, you did. You, yeah, you did. You did. You did. One, one, one of the. Th I've, I've been lucky to have some great mentors in my life, and I highly encourage people to always seek out a mentor of some kind if you're interested in something. 
um, one of my first mentors was the guy who produced our first stuff, Bo Hill. And one thing he always said to me was never leave yourself at the mercy of anybody, you know, and those words go a long way, you know, like if you're a young artist, learn your technology. A lot of people do now anyway. I mean, most young artists, they're all over this stuff. Like I know a kid who's 15, he, he does stuff in an iPad on, you know, that's <laughs> just mind blowing, you know, so yeah. I mean, I think we're beyond that now, but um, the answer to your question is, yeah, if you, I do carry some stuff, but um, I don't, if I'm going to make an album, I need a certain amount of stuff. So when I was specifically talking about Reb and me, you know, capturing the, yeah. capturing the shit. Personally, as an artist, I work very differently than that. I, I try to get away from instruments and stuff and just try to hear what I'm hearing. And and, uh, and then when I define what I'm hearing, then I go to a keyboard and try to, you know, figure it out. Yeah. Um, talk about kind of the inspiration. I mean, a lot of artists, you know, in the post-pandemic era, there's, you know, something maybe related to the pandemic that's kind of inspired uh, a new record. Is that the case here or is it just, um, I mean, talk about some of the, just what was kind of going on in your mind and your life, you know, as you, as you put uh, seven uh, together here. Yeah. We started that before the pandemic. Okay. And so we were planning on having it out like right around, you know, well, about a year into the pandemic, had the pandemic not happened, you know, this yeah. would have been a lot earlier, but the pandemic just, you know, screwed the whole world, you know? So yeah. um, it's, it's only a pandemic album in the way that we recorded it. We, we, it, the, the pandemic happened to strike mid record, mid writing of this album. And then, you know, it delayed it considerably because we, you know, for all the reasons I don't need to explain that yeah. everybody already knows, you know, how's it, that working relationship, has it changed over the years? Has it gotten, I mean, I, it sounds like you guys have only gotten tighter over the years, you know, as you work together, just, What's talk about that relationship and kind of just how it works. You know, we're we're really really close. We have uh, the certain psychic simpatico when we work together. It, it took a few years to develop it, but even from the first record, we, you know, the thing is, is the things I can't do, he can, and and vice versa. So that that marriage worked very well from the very beginning. Yeah. Um, and it's only gotten better in terms of trusting each other like if i say hey man can you think of something that goes here you know if i if i ask him and i know which parts of the song to ask him for you know yeah and uh, and and he trusts me to do what i do you know so the trust as writing partners is uh has developed and grown um you know, we respect each other as writing partners a lot. You know, it's kind of like I would never make a winger album without Reb, never in a billion years, because that's the sound. You know, it's it's his guitar playing and and kind of my voice and what I do to it. And then, you know, then you plug in Rod and Paul and John and all that. But, um, uh, you know, it to be honest with you, it really hasn't changed. I mean, if I made a making of, I didn't make a making of, this album because we kind of got into it and it was like it's just such a hassle to keep setting up the cameras and all this stuff and i, I just yeah. i got some photos and stuff but i basically just blew it off man 
I got a few videos. I got a few really good videos of him doing some of these solos, like first take and stuff. But I, you know, like my point is like, just look at any of our making of videos. It's all the same. We just do the same thing. And it's a, it's fun because he's fun. Reb's a very funny guy. So I like, I'll, I'll literally say, dude, make me laugh. You know, (laughs) Nice. Uh, we were, uh, my producer, Shane McAkron and I, we were uh, listening to Proud Desperado and he was saying, you know, I mean, it's, ama- it's, it's amazing, you know, uh, almost half a million stre- uh, streams or plays in four weeks and it's got like a kind of a easy come, easy go feeling, you know, do you feel like it's more liberating to make records now without all of the, the pressure of the 80s and 90s and the industry and, you know, all that stuff? No, not on, not for me. It's not because I'm like, okay, I got to keep raising the bar. You know, how do you, how do you, I mean, I got a lot of albums, including my solo stuff. And I'm like, well, how do I, how do I make this as good or better? So um, I hold my, myself to my own standards. Yeah. Back in the day, it was, it was actually more frustrating when, when a record exec who didn't know what the fuck they were talking about would go, well, you need to, uh, you know, like I actually had, if you know the song Blind Revolution Mad, yep. it's, off, it's off pull. Um, I At the intro going into the heavy part, it's a jawbreaking lawmaker having your way. He was like, hey, man, why don't you put the word love right at the top of that? You know, it's <laughs> like a song about political unrest. Right, like, right. Love right there. It's like, you know, that's the kind of shit you'd have to put up with, man. You know, there were only a few good A&R guys back in the day, like Kalodner. Yeah. Oh, man. Legendary. Yeah. I mean, those who could really listen to a song, give you a give you advice that was good. Most the rest of them were just wankers. (laughs) Um, When when all that kind of changed and it just became like when that. I guess, you know, the industry started to change a little bit. Uh, especially kind of going into like the the mid 90s I mean grunge started coming in and all of that early 90s I guess it was like 91 92 um was that you know what was that like for you kind of as a transitional time or so I know a lot of yeah yeah or just like when everything kind of changed in the early 90s you know the the scene changed radio airplay changed you know oh come on I mean you're just you're 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 beating around the bush in a very nice way I mean, <laughs> you guys are gone see ya <laughs> was over just boom you know it was like for all of us you know the grunge just just came in and just wiped everything else off the off the planet i mean look smells like teen spirit was genius i mean i mean okay so the riff was blue oyster cult but the lyrics were amazing and and uh and it was it was filled with all the stuff the antithesis of what was going on. And, you know, the, I, you know, people forget that music is generational, like the Elvis people, then the Beatles, the, the kids had the Beatles, you know, we don't want yeah. Elvis. That's our, right. my big brother's crap, you know, like, and it's just the same thing, you know, grunge came when the younger people um, that were digging our music, they were like, well, we want our own music. Yeah. You know, yeah, and yeah. so it's always generational. They they usher in this the, the new shit, you know. Yeah. So it wasn't. A, I mean, from that point of view, it was the same thing that's always happened. You know, when disco was cool, and then disco sucked. I mean, it was just it just goes round and round and round. The thing that I find wow. interesting is Def Leppard and Motley Crue are doing stadiums, you know. And yeah. And and, the, and and 
our shows have gone, you know, up in attendance and, and I know all the other bands, you know, kind of in our latitude, everybody's doing way better now. And, and you don't really see many grunge bands touring anymore. A lot of the, the, a lot of the vocalists sadly are not with yeah. us anymore for what, you know, I mean, you know, yeah, yeah. weren't that many great grunge bands. I mean, it's just a handful. Yeah. It's like three, three standout bands. I mean, yeah. Who, Nirvana, Alice in Chains, Soundgarden, and Pro, yeah, Pearl Jam. I guess. Well, is that Pearl Jam? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's it. No, you're right. Yeah, the name. And Pearl yeah. Jam. Pearl, yeah, Pearl Jam started there, but they're a little, they're a little even further out of the of the fray. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's it. You know, pretty much. Yeah. You know, it, what's it's amazing how many bands are still doing it. You know, today, I mean, especially like you know, even classic. Actually, we're talking about the '70s. I mean. Uh, like to see Alice out there. I know you obviously had a, a relationship working with Alice. I mean, it, what's it like seeing him still out there? And, and what was it, how important was Alice uh, in those early days for you? Alice was a master class in how to be a rock star. Yeah. I mean, I'm talking from interviews to, to touring to what kind of anvil cases to put your shit in to, you know, a tour bus etiquette. Um collaborating on songwriting. I mean, I owe Alice so much. I mean, and he's a beautiful dude, by the way. He's a yeah. generous, awesome, talented, smart, funny, incredible, great golfing genius. I mean, he's uh, amazing. I mean, so it was it was very, very important, very integral part of, of my development. Uh, Having said that, I mean, I'd done thousands of gigs before that. I grew, my first professional gig was when I was eight. So, mm. so I was very ready for it. And I was a big Dennis Dunaway fan. That's the, the part that oh, I, yeah. Yeah. a lot of people don't don't recognize the greatness of the players in the original Alice Cooper band and, and Bob Ezrin's production. Uh, but Dennis Dunaway was one of three of the most influential bass players on me. Dennis, Mel, Mel Shocker from Grand Funk. Yeah. Yeah, you know, Getty Lee. Um, those guys were unbelievable bass players, you know. So, yeah, that Alice thing was was huge for me. We, we talked to Dennis a while back. Uh, we did a, a whole show in Detroit, just kind of the history of Detroit rock. And but we got it like he took us through the old spy, the spiders, the, the, the early, early stuff. And, you know, he's got some memorabilia that, you, as you probably know, I'm sure just blows your mind. I mean, from like everything he's played on pictures from tours video and he's always posting stuff on on facebook and it's really cool to watch uh, to see you know like all this memorabilia old bases you know and stuff yeah i never met him really never oh, met man him. never met him sweet I dude man yeah just say thank you for teaching me what you know what the fuck oh man that, that'd be awesome yeah i hope you do get to yeah he's super cool to, super cool dude i mean what i mean when you were playing on like uh was it constructor raise your fist and it, it like the, the trash albums or trash also i mean like how did that all come about was it you know do you have fond memories kind of on on those projects sure i mean when you get invited in by desmond child to sing on an alice cooper record i mean you know what's not to like i mean yeah and then i got to write on uh, i desmond helped me with the lyrics on proud desperado um and i'd never written with him before gee whiz <laughs> yes yeah. he's unbelievable beautiful yeah. dude too uh, oh man yeah yeah man, cool I mean, it, was, it was great they invited me in because you know on the on the constrictor and and raise your fist and yell like you know i sang all the high shit and me and alice would be in the studio like 
cranking it out. Uh, <laughs> we used to laugh because it was we just get the worst headaches. We'd be screaming, you know, what kind of ring the bell, you know. Uh, but yeah, well, I, those high stuff, notes. It's like, how do you even get that high? It's insane. <laughs> I don't know, dude. I'm panicking. Like, how am I going to sing this live? Um, yeah. I can do like I. My voice takes a couple hours to warm up in the studio, and I, I, um, you know, I feel like I really gave it some on this album. I tried to do like the best vocals that I've ever done. I'm very happy with the vocals on this yeah. album. Um, having said that. I can still sing everything we do live every once in a while. I have a couple of nights where it's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> and you know, at 61, I think, I think the only singers that I know that apparently go out and just crush it at, at an older age are like Sammy Hagar. Oh my God. Yeah. Unbelievable. Insane. Yeah. Ryan Adams. Yeah. Like the record. Um, there's a couple guys out there that just, you know, Mickey Thomas, like, no problem at all. I've always had, you know, I'm singing out of my range on this stuff. So it's, <clears throat> you know, it's, it's, it's uh, terrifying, but you know, the, the thrill of the audience carries me. Yeah. I, you, I, that was one thing that I could tell too, is that you've definitely taken care of your voice over the years. I mean, is that, is there a regiment that you have? Is it like a tea, certain tea or just uh no, no, no. All that, all that stuff's hocus pocus. It's really just warming, <laughs> warming up and warming down. I'm classically yeah. trained. Um, a couple guys I know are classically trained, Robert Mason, you know, we all do the yeah. same stuff. I mean, uh, it's funny. I see all these vocal courses on Instagram going by and I'm like, man, I wonder if they could sing my set every oh, yeah. night of, right. of the week, you know? Yeah. Um, but like I say, I mean, I've had, I've had some bad nights. I mean, I ain't going to lie. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're only human and I think people forget that in music. It's like, you know, you see there's, there's, always these debates about you know oh is someone using a tape or is that you know it's, it's a couple bands out there you know it's all that stuff but it's like and i look at some of these comments and i think you do that you know what i mean like to some of these people talking it's like you guys go out and do that you know people singing 30 40 50 years you know like you go out and do it, you know what i mean it's like yeah i mean it's, it's yeah. a gift that that you guys can you know do this still and and that's why, you know, especially one thing I learned after the pandemic, you got to see as many shows as you can. I mean, when, when touring stopped, it was just like, you know, you realize life without live music is is not life at all, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I always thank everybody for, for supporting live music. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, they like to they like to lift you up and tear you down. But I mean. Um, and And yeah, playing live it's it's such a visceral experience that you as a is a rock band i mean you really can't live without it you know yeah it feeds the the ideas of you know songwriting and i mean i get so many of my song ideas while i'm out on the road like even on stage or whatever yeah awesome man uh, you, i just got a couple more questions if that's cool i know you probably got to go um uh Shame my producer was asking, uh, any word on uh, Get Jacked? Did the pandemic do a number on that? I know it's, it's been sidelined in a lot of ways, and uh, musicals and on Broadway, but any is there any further uh, development on the musical? 
of uh, Get Jack? We're 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 working on it now. I mean, it's just a really heavy lift in the pan like the pandemic just crushed musical theater. So yeah, it's still it we're, we have it on the operating table trying to get it up and running. I mean, we you know we really we believe in that project and uh, we've got some pretty decent inroads right now. So we'll see. I mean, it's just it, that that it takes forever and like with the pandemic, it doubled the double the time you know yeah uh and last question i saw i think you got a show coming up with uh queen's Reich and some other like what, what's next for you kind of on the road just talk about like uh you yeah, know what's, a what's lot of shows booked till the end of the year we're 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 doing we're going to uk with steel panther and um we're doing a uh united u.s tour with tom Kiefer in june and july um australia in september hopefully japan in september too probably japan and um tons of tons of our own shows um you can go to wingertheband.com and see all the out um you know dates that we've got coming up there's a lot of stuff coming up can't wait man we're looking forward to it it's just uh hope you guys are come i'm gonna check those dates if you guys are coming through detroit man uh we kind of do the show in detroit and philly uh two locations so one of those uh we're gonna get i think get we there. are i think yeah. we are i think i just signed on to a gig somewhere around that area I can't yeah yeah there, but, but uh we'll check the website we'll be we'll be there and make sure if you come you know come back and and hang yeah man for sure dude uh hey anything else you'd like to add man really appreciate you taking the time man that's it man i appreciate you guys talking to me just go pre-order the new record pre-order you know support the music it's it's uh we are still making new music, so we appreciate everybody supporting it. Absolutely. The new album, Seven. Check it out, Frontier Records. It is a killer, man. Uh, Kip Winger, thank you, dude. Really appreciate you. Thank you. Have a good one. You are listening to Rock of Nations with Dave and Shane. Hey, this is Tom Halford. The Rudy Fogel. Hey, this is Steve Hackett. You folks are just recapping a triumph from a talking rock with Dave and Shane. Hey! 